one fund on point for today the expert to talk about it welcome to the etf of the week this is the etf of the week where we talk exchange traded funds and get the latest take from tom lyden he is the vice chairman at vetify and if you go to the vetify.com site, you will find a suite of tools and research that's going to make you a savvier, smarter, and better investor in exchange-traded funds. Tom Lydon, it's great to chat with you again. Great to be back. Thanks, Chuck. Your ETF of the week is... The Spider S&P Regional Banking ETF, ticker symbol KRE. KRE, the Spider S&P Regional Banking ETF. Now, regional banks, of course, Tom, have been in the news and not necessarily for great reasons. The headlines have faded a little bit, but the memories and the anticipation that there might be more trouble in the banking sector have not faded. And in fact, this is a fund, I know it's below its 200-day moving average, so it can't be a trending play. Why are we talking about this fund this week? Well, I think, Chuck, for some of the things that you're bringing up, uh, we went through a period where we lost a couple banks and uh, there was a threat of a run on the banks in the U.S. A little scary period of time. We got through it. The big question is, how damaged are the banks at this point? And now that as time has gone by, we're seeing that a lot of these regional banks are pretty stable. Remember, regional banks make most of their income from lending. So higher interest rates that we're having right now have actually helped them and helped their balance sheets. The big issue with the uh, SVBs of the world were they took on more risk with their cash on hand. So they were buying bonds, longer dated bonds, at a period of time when rates were going up. So the value of those bonds declined. I think most regional banks and most big banks did a quick gut check and spot check to see what their portfolios looked like. And most of them are in really good shape. So fast forward, the baby got thrown out with the bathwater there. Most regional banks were affected by that decline. And now we're in a situation where, hey, rates are higher. And with the economy and what the Fed's doing right now, we may have rates higher for longer which bodes well for those banks that make most of their money on lending and most of the regional banks do. So it's good for us to talk about it, bring it up, assess what happened, and assess what the possibilities might be down the road. Here we are, as you point out, below the 200-day average. And as most of the equity markets have rebounded nicely, where are those opportunities that we might be able to take advantage of? This is one of those to consider. When we get back above the 200-day average, if we find ourselves a year from now with rates at the same levels, that could bode really well for these regional banks. At the same time, there are plenty of people, including a few who I've talked to on my show, who believe that the banking crisis is not over, that it's more that as the Fed didn't raise rates, you saw a little bit of a respite and time has just kind of forestalled some trouble. Well, we're looking at the possibility that the Fed's not done with rate hikes. On the one hand, you like that. It could be good for banks. On the other hand, anybody who's on the edge could get pushed over it. So are you convinced that we don't have more trouble here? Are you waiting for this to turn and, and have it trend in the right direction? Is this put it on your radar or is this a little bit of bottom fishing? 
Well, the great thing is, Chuck, we don't have to have a crystal ball because if you're a trend follower, you wait until it goes above its 200-day average. We're about 4.5% below the 200-day average right now. Also, we're going through earnings season. A lot of the big banks have done pretty well, but remember, it's not just lending where they're making their money. They're making money in trading and investment banking where we get reports on the regional banks and we see what the earnings look like. If they continue to do well from an earnings standpoint and that pushes them above the 200-day average, you're going to have a choice. Is this an area that you might be able to jump in when it's still lower than it was a year ago because of this banking crisis? When you're looking at this in a portfolio, if this is going to be a trend-following play, if this is the kind of thing you want to move into, well, it would be easy if this got to where it crosses the trend line. At the same point, something else in your portfolio was ready to fall under the trend line, and you were able to just make an easy swap. But where does the money come from? Well, we know a lot of money's on the sidelines. The average self-directed investor and the average advisor has a lot of money either in short-duration bonds or money market funds. And that's been good because you're actually getting paid for those now where you weren't just a couple years ago. So assuming most people have money available and they're looking at the markets today and they're saying, geez, I missed it. You know, I missed the NASDAQ 100 run or I missed the S&P 500 run. Where are there other opportunities? And not to say that regional banks are going to outperform those major market indexes, but they still look beat up. And if they are coming back to life, they do go above their trend line. This might be something to consider. How much of a portfolio do you let a sector fund like this be? I think very small. Three to 5% allocation would make sense. But I'm speaking to the average investor who went through a tough year or two here and took some money off the table, but now they're concerned that they may be missing a recovery in the marketplace and don't want to jump into those mega cap tech stocks or the big indexes that represent them. Here's a way to diversify. Here's a, an area to get into a sector that actually does pretty well when you have higher interest rates. And if we do have higher rates for longer, look for regional banks, especially as their earnings do well and they're probably not, from a portfolio standpoint, putting a lot of money in long bonds. They're putting money into other areas, and uh, they don't have that exposure that those SVBs of the world did. And if you want that regional bank exposure, you are looking for the Spider S&P Regional Banking ETF, the ETF of the week from Tom Lydon. Tom, always a pleasure. Talk to you next week. Thanks, Chuck. The ETF of the Week is a joint production of Vetify and Money Life with Chuck Jaffe. And yeah, I am Chuck Jaffe. And if you like what you hear from me here, maybe you should check out my hour-long weekday podcast. You'll find it at moneylifeshow.com or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. To learn more about investing in exchange-traded funds, there is no better site than vetify.com. They've got plenty of tools and resources that will help you be a better investor. Vetify.com and on Twitter at Veta underscore Fi. And Tom Lydon, the vice chairman of the firm, my guest, he's on Twitter too. He is at Tom Lydon. The ETF of the week is here for you every Thursday. Ensure you don't miss a thing by following along on your favorite podcast app. And if you like what you hear, we'd love it if you leave us a review. And if you don't like what you hear, write me, Chuck at MoneyLifeShow.com to tell me what we can do better. 
But we'll hope to do better next week, and we will see you again then. <laughs>